Welcome back, guys, to another episode of A Dead Letter. Uh, this is your host, The Immortal. Today, again, I'm also joined by Maria. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I think, I, did I introduce you in the second episode? No, you didn't. All right, I said, um, I think I said hi or something. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> they're listening. They know you're there, you know. Um, Welcome back with yeah, more stories. For more stories. Uh, today's uh, celebrity ghost story comes from uh, legendary rock star from Crowbar, uh, Kirk Weinstein. Hopefully I said that shit right. Um, he said he spent a lot of time partying and drinking with Philip Anselmo from Pantera. Uh, but he said he might second guess visiting that full game for another beer because uh, he revealed that there was this one time when he went over to his house to drink. I can't fucking find the mouse. Oh, there it is. So he, uh, Weinstein said that uh, while he was uh, at Ans- uh, Anselmo's house, they were drinking and shit like that. You know, typical rock star shit after they like, fucking played the heaviest riff ever. Uh, they were just chilling. Um, he said uh, they were listening to music and, and drinking some beers um, at Anselmo's home when they heard uh, knocking at the door. And it kind of surprised both of them because I guess it was pretty late. So Weinstein gets up, he goes and opens the door, and he's like, fuck, there's nobody there. So he went back to sit down to the chair he was at. And when he did that, he said he happened to glance over on his right shoulder and there, and to a doorway. And on that doorway, he said he saw somebody walk down the hall real quick. And the guitarist recalls that it's weird. It's super weird because back then we used to crash at Phil's house all the time because it was almost like he didn't want to be there alone, you know? This, despite the fright, uh, Weinstein didn't leave. Uh, he said, "Like I, I didn't want to make, I didn't want him to make fun of me, so I just drank more beer and well, I was fine. I'm not afraid of no ghosts. If they're real, I don't think they can really hurt you. You know, they not probably can, or they, can. Probably, you know, no, they well, can't. They can. They can probably touch you. No. I mean, oh, I guess if you if you check out, I'm trying to remember. So I so I think I, I listened to one of the most recent episode of." beyond the shadows and i think that they went to uh, some haunted spot in maine and i don't know if it was ryan but he's i think one of the dudes said they they started feeling like i think they got um that they got scratched on the back or something i think i just don't want to mix it up because i've been listening to a lot of podcasts and that's the one i remember last no 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 get the source right (sighs) i know i probably but (laughs) hey this is another another plug you know Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i think they they were um I think they went to go explore some kind of haunted place over there by their home. And I think one of them uh, f- felt like warm three scratches on their back, I think. And, and they were exploring, like, I think, in the outdoor. So I think um, he also kind of explained that, like, maybe I would have I brushed up against something, you know, where out in brushes or something. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure I didn't have that shit before. Were they, that. like, deep or, like? Well, I don't know. I, again, I don't remember. You're going to have to check it out, you know. It's on one of the most recent ones. I have to listen. Yeah, Beyond the Shadows. But, yeah, then another one, too. I think while I was, you know. At work. <laughs> I was a surfing IG and I came across a wild case. There's like this 18-year-old uh, from Brazil. Her name is uh, Karina Aparecida da Silva Roquel. She's behind bars for killing her five-year-old brother. Uh, and the way she set this up was she told her little brother they were going to play a game. So, she, you know, a game of torture. So she fucked him up. And then she ended up suffocating him with a pillow. And then once he was dead, she cut off his penis and ate it. And apparently, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? And apparently it was part of like a black magic ritual because the body was found on the floor surrounded by candles and like other occultic shit. And so the boy's body was mutilated, you know, 
Um, the head was partially decapitated. There was knife wounds to the wrist. Both eyes had been pierced and his little feet were burned. That's fucked up. And the only way, I guess she would, the, the, the reason why she was discovered was because one of the relatives broke into the house in Sao Roque and found her standing beside her brother's remains. That shit is fucked up. You know? Yes. My stomach went. I know, right? It's kind of sad, you know, like to do that shit to a little kid. Like I just find it's fucked up. Did you she know? say why? Or who she was giving the reason? Uh, I I think this this is like ongoing. It oh. just it just started like maybe like on Thursday, Thursday or Wednesday. They just you know well, like apenas. apenas, yeah. Like it just it just happened. You know? Oh no. But I see some metal devil. Fucking uh, el chamuco. El chamuco. I don't know. Sometimes I think like what's what's going on in the world, man? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's just too much too much access to the internet, you know? That's right. You know, and I, I think, you know, like yes, it's cool because it gives you like all this vast knowledge, but but I think because like you're so young, at least them, you can't really process it correctly. And you know, some people try to apply some of the new shit they know. Um Maybe like her, maybe she was trying to do some kind of love spell, some kind of, you know, rich spell or something and acquired like, you know, the blood of a loved one. But that's no excuse, though. It's a little brother. Right? Where were the parents in all of this? Yeah. I mean, the mom was informed, but the way she was informed is because one of the relatives broke into the house, you know. But I'm assuming they were out. They were either out shopping or something, but. Bad parenting. <laughs> Yeah. And in the holidays too. It's gonna be a depressing ass holidays for them. This is our uh, first paranormal story, and it starts like this: Hi, immortal. My mother, on her final days, shares something strange with me. See, my mother passed away from lung cancer a few years ago. But before we get there, let me back up a bit. Before my mother was diagnosed with lung cancer, she had recurring fevers. I would take her to the emergency room. They would see her, give her medicine, and then discharge her. She would spend the night at my house during her recovery. This is where the strange things began to occur. She would get recurring fevers, so she would have a hard time sleeping at night. We would give her her medicine to help her, but it only did so much. One particular night, I hear my mother call out to me. She was yelling, there's someone in my room. I rush over, check on her, reassure her no one's in her room, and go back to bed. These incidents continued, and we were able to learn that whenever my mom would be sick, she would always claim that someone was in her room. Once she got better, I asked her what she would see at night when she was sick. She said that she would feel it at first. She would start to sweat. The room would become cold and quiet. She then began to hear wheezing, a sound of wheezing get closer and closer. She would turn and look at the doorway, and she would see the silhouette of a person grabbing onto the door with one hand and the other one would be clutching her chest. Once she fully recovered, she didn't see that thing again. Once she developed lung cancer, I began to see that figure, except it wasn't paranormal. When my mother was diagnosed with lung cancer, I took care of her. At night, I would hear her wheezing, gasping for air. I would get up to check on her and I would see her standing in the doorway, one hand on the doorway and the other clutching her chest. My mother didn't survive, and I believe what she saw was her getting sick. Or Damn, a that's sign f- that she was going to perish to the other world. Yeah. 
So I think that's what ended up, you know, when I read this one, I think I ended up calling it maybe like some kind of prevention of death, you know, and uh, that's fucked up. Sorry for your loss. You know, I kind of don't know what to say, but it it triggers like this one kind of triggers this movie or show. I can't remember the name of it, but I'm pretty sure if I describe it, it's like, do you guys remember watching this either short movie of this girl who would, who would be haunted by this girl that was hanging on top of her? Like she would see the ghost of a lady hanging. Um, And then later in the end, it turns out it was her because I think she ended up going crazy because of hauntings. She killed herself. Shit, no. Yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. I think it's a movie or a show. Um, art imitates life, or life imitates art. I don't know. That's why I always keep saying, like, you know, like I feel like horror movies, they they, they get their inspiration from from somewhere. You know, they have to mimic real life. You know, and I think this is one of those. But this is crazy. It's like you know, you're sick, and then you start seeing your, you know, technically yourself, but you think like, oh shit, there's someone in here, but it's actually you. Uh, like it's you giving yourself a sign, like, hey, if you don't maybe change your ways. This is going to be you. And like, it's crazy. She was seeing herself in the future, like battling lung cancer, you know? Shit. Yeah. I'd be scared. I wouldn't put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> or at least think that, you know, that'll be me. Or a lot of people won't see it that way. Maybe it's just like a ghost. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I, I think they, they thought it was a ghost at first until the daughter started seeing you know what she described in, in the mom you know mm. she was like oh she was describing her you know mm. so like you, you only know what it is like i think after the fact you know so after it happens you know because at first they're like oh shit she's seen someone weird in the house you know and then you describe it like oh shit it was a you know a premonition of her of what was to come you know this next one comes from the center of the united states kansas I was in the home of a friend. Let's call this friend Alex. And we were joined by another friend. We'll call him Jim. So we're in Alex's basement drinking IPAs. And we're all ex-army. So we're sharing our best anecdotes of our experiment experiences. Uh, the excitement of our past stories began to ignite another flame amongst us. And then Jim brings up the wild idea of urban exploration. I guess he has seen a couple abandoned buildings not too far from here. So after 20 minutes of back and forth banter, Jim finally convinced me and we set off to explore some of the abandoned structures he had been eyeing for a while. We get to the first one, a small house. We enter the house and every step we take makes the wood crack, which scares us a bit. Jim pulls out his phone and turns on the flashlight and begins exploring. Me and Alex are just lingering near the entrance, taking advantage of the light coming in. Soon Jim finds a door leading to the basement. He enters it while me and Alex wait at the top of the stairs. We stood and watched how the light of Jim's phone slowly faded away. Alex and I started to get a bad feeling. Once we couldn't see Jim's light anymore, suddenly we hear a loud roar and Jim scream. We rushed down the stairs towards Jim only to find him laughing. Jim had used his phone to play the sound of a bear. That motherfucker got us. We headed back up and out and headed to the next building. Jim had mentioned he had seen a large structure that he wanted to explore. During the car ride, we were letting Jim have it. I would too. That motherfucker pranks you like on some abandoned bullshit like that. I was like, te hubiera comido, wey. <laughs> Jim takes us to an abandoned apartment building. We push open the rusted gates and turn the flashlights on our phones and enter. The inside of the building smelled like mildew, and we could hear our footsteps echo as we ventured in deeper. Suddenly, Jim says he hears some footsteps from above. We shut up, but Alex and I don't hear anything, but we follow Jim to the nearest staircase and begin sprinting upward. We reach the landing and see a couple empty rooms. We explore the first two and see nothing but rotting furniture and clothes scattered everywhere. 
I followed Jim up the next flight of stairs, and he's still claiming to hear something. He sprinted a couple steps in front of me. As I'm barely reaching the landing, I see Jim running his ass back towards me. I barely get a what the fuck out when he starts telling me to go, go, go. I tried for a quick second to look at what was behind him and managed to see a white cloth following him. We run downstairs yelling at Alex to get out. We make it to the car and after we catch our breath, I ask Jim, what the fuck did you, what the fuck, did you just really have us run out of a building because you stuck a piece of cloth to your back? Jim responded, I wasn't fucking with you guys this time, but I think I saw a little boy at the end of the room. I approached it and asked if it was okay. I shined my light on it and his face was translucent with deep black eyes. That's why I fucking ran. Not a kid. <sighs> Not a kid, huh? No. Not yeah. a kid. I think Not most of what they say is, uh, you know, some... They're either Not like the devil. trapped demons. Yeah, demon, but like in a, in the form of a kid, you know? Purgatory. Yeah. They tend to take shapes of kids. Yeah, something familiar yeah. or not um, not threatening. Yes, that's scary though. But see, that's why you don't you don't joke around like that. I one. probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't do that either. Only because, like, I think because um, then people are not going to believe you when it actually happens. Um, yeah, I mean, aside from that too, I mean, usually these abandoned structures they tend to house homeless people. So um, I don't know where I've seen this, but I've seen like random clips where there's people that actually do urban explorations and they're like, oh, look, step on this. And they'll trigger the step and there's some like knives coming down at your head, you know. So if you're not careful, like that might be like the last time you leave your house, you know, because you never know who uh, who are using these these homes, you know. Sure. Like, you know, some people use them para, you know, to get rid of people, rituals or, you know, to murder or get rid of people and shit like that. So you just never know what you're going to find there. Be careful, people. Yeah. You never know what you're going to encounter. That's scary. ¿Y tú qué quieres estar ahí going to haunted houses? All day. <laughs> this occurred about nine to ten years ago when we had recently moved into our current house. The first wave of strange experiences started when I had just finished showering. I was in my bedroom getting dressed when I was startled by three, by three strong knocks. I thought I was alone, but I assumed my husband had arrived early from work. Again, three more strong knocks were heard. I responded, give me a sec, I'm almost done. As I walk towards the door, I hear the footsteps of who I think is my husband walking away. I walk out and see the landing empty. No one was there, and there was no way my husband would have made it down the stairs without me seeing him. If he tried hiding in the other rooms, I would have heard him. I would have heard him either close or shut the doors. I searched the house just in case he wasn't playing a prank on me or if anyone had broken in, but I found no one. I tell my husband about what happened to me, and he chalks it up to us moving into a neighborhood, and he suggests I should try making friends with our neighbors, which I wasn't sure about, as I'm a fairly private person and, and I don't go around talking too much. He eventually convinced me, and we ended up befriending our neighbors. Two years later, and we're hosting our next-door neighbors for dinner. My husband and my neighbor's husband clicked over sports. During this time, the activity had stopped, and I had almost forgotten about what I had experienced. We're deep into our conversation when we all hear three strong knocks at the front door. My husband gets up and checks, but finds no one. He thinks it could have been one of the neighbor kids, so he tells us he's going upstairs to see if he can catch the pranksters. After about 20 minutes, my husband has yet to come down, so I decide to head up and fetch him. I find him in one of our spare rooms shaking his head. 
I asked him if he was able to spot the pranksters, and he tells me no, there was no pranksters. I, I asked him if there was no pranksters, then why'd you come up here? He said that after he had closed the door, he turned around and looked up the stairs. At the top of the stairs was a large black shadow that rushed into one of the rooms after he saw it. He wasn't sure what he saw, but assumed the logical that someone had broken in, so he went up to check and he found no one. He was scratching his head because there was nowhere that thing could have gone without making a scene or going unnoticed. I calmed him down and we head back down to finish our dinner with our neighbors. Demonic presence. Not so <laughs> chilling. Yeah. Not like chilling, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Chills through my body. I would have been like, grab a bat. Let's go upstairs. Yeah, grab a bat. But I mean, I think it was pretty cool that he, he kept calm and didn't freak him out. He's like, yeah, I'm just going to go check upstairs or like say there were kids. Well, I mean, he probably encountered this before, you know. Because, right, people don't tend to get that scared when they have encountered these things. That or, like, I think, like she said, I feel like since he's, like, logical, maybe he doesn't believe in it because he assumed it was, like, oh, damn, someone broke in, you know? Um, but another one, like, uh, that I hear in the paranormal community uh, is that uh, three knocks are sign of demons or something. Oh, really? Yep. No. You didn't know that? Uh, look it up. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I've have heard it on Paranormal Podcast with Pepo. I oh, got you. Giving that for free plug in on, on my show. <sighs> <Pato Nobi>. ah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could cut it. <laughs> nah, that's cool. I got I to gotta give those, those props anyway. That's it for today's episode of A Dead Letter. If you have a paranormal story to share, we'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me to the Instagram page, A underscore dead underscore letter underscore podcast. Quick shout out to Bull Talk by Joe, The Thing About Us, The League of Kings, The Conversation Cabin, now known, I think, as Sinister Studio, Shadows in the Attic, which I think they might be going through another rebranding or renaming, uh, the, Par the Parallel Boys, formerly known as The Parallel Discussion, Marmo Games, Brutal Bizarre Boozy, The Total Conundrum Podcast, and The Boys from Maine Beyond the Shadows Podcast. Don't forget to like and share and subscribe to these podcasts. Until next time, keep your mind open to sleep with one eye open. Beyond the Shadows podcast. In the darkest corners of our universe lie spaces where even the light won't go. Places where terror and the unknown lurk, always waiting. Join Ryan and Scott on the Beyond the Shadows podcast as we pull back the curtain and peer into the darkness. We'll examine hauntings, true crimes, mysteries, UFOs, exorcisms, reincarnations, mysteries, and all things dark. Join us as we go Beyond the Shadows podcast.